am Charlotte. I'm a therapist based in little old New Zealand. Life is too short to walk around feeling crap, so come and join me as we explore how to feel better. Whether feeling better for you is about managing anxiety, improving your relationships, lifting your mood, or working out who you are in this world, this is the place where I hope you will find some strategies and insights that will help you feel better. Thanks for joining me. Well, hello, here we are again for another episode. This is episode seven. I'm actually quite proud of myself on the consistency front because, uh, yeah, just the energy of having your questions and your input into this is helping me to keep pulling together episodes for you. So uh, please do keep sending me your questions. In this case, what I've done for this episode is I popped up some options on social media for some topics uh, that I could speak on in this podcast. And overwhelmingly, you voted for this topic, which is emotion regulation. Actually, I put a few options to you and there were also a number of people who wanted the other options, even though this one was the most popular to do first. And I promise you, I will still come to those other options. Uh, One was around helping children through anxiety and the other is around helping you understand the top things I think people should know when it comes to mental health. So they will be topics that uh, will come in due course. But for now, the priority Uh, topic that you wanted to understand more around was emotion regulation. Emotion regulation has been a bit of a buzz phrase, but it's not something particularly that I think people understand very well. I actually think it's a really good thing that it is a phrase and concept that has come into our thinking and our understanding, uh, because understanding emotion regulation is a really, really key skill. I think that Often people have heard this talked about in the context of children and helping children with their emotion regulation. Obviously, that is a key skill that we're wanting kids to uh, learn how to do as healthy young people. But also the reality is there are a lot of adults who don't really know how to do emotion regulation. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about what it is, how you do it some kind of tips and tricks along the way in some of my own stories of what I do for emotion regulation, what I've learned uh, in my own journey of learning to understand and respond to my emotions. So a little bit of a kind of background concept on getting what emotion regulation is. So basically it's the concept that refers to our process of managing and controlling our emotions. Controlling is a bit of an interesting word and I'm going to come back to that one. Uh, But essentially one of the fundamental things here is recognizing that what you're feeling you don't have to stay with. And of course we want to be accepting of our emotions, we want to allow ourselves room to have all of the feelings that we want to feel. We're human beings and we ultimately can't control what our response is. But it is around taking a bit more control when it comes to emotion regulation on what we then do in response to that emotion. So instead of I'm feeling this and I need to stay stuck here, it is learning that actually we can move through our emotional states in a way that is still healthy and determine what it is we want to feel and move towards that feeling and away from the feeling that perhaps has first come up for us. So this process, obviously a key part of it is it involves recognizing and understanding your own emotions and then having strategies that you use to uh, to change, to modify or adapt or maybe cope with those emotions in ways that are healthy and constructive for you. 
So really effective emotion regulation is about helping you respond to challenging situations and is part of uh, finding emotional balance and resilience and that kind of thing. So good, healthy skills for us to have. I sometimes talk to people about this in really simple terms, though, in in understanding that emotion regulation is essentially about being able to talk ourselves up when we're down and down when we're up. And it is both of those things. Sometimes people just uh, can conceptualize emotion regulation as being about self-soothing or settling. So going from up to down um, or up to a place of kind of being more balanced. But it's actually not always that. Sometimes what we're trying to do with emotion regulation is pull ourselves up when we're not feeling in a great space. So just make sure that you don't have a concept in your head that is all about one direction there of going up or down with our emotions, if you're wanting to think about it in those simple terms. So essentially, it's about being able to move our emotional state uh, towards more of what we are wanting. So I think a a fundamental foundational thing here is about getting what it is that we're feeling. And this is where we need to build a tremendous amount of emotional literacy. I so often have clients come into my counseling room and I say, how are you? And they're like, yep, good, you know, been busy. And I just, I'm honestly, sometimes I'm a little bit comic with this. I'm like, actually, uh, I'm not the checkout chick at the supermarket. Uh, I'm your therapist. Do you want to try that again? Because when I ask you how you are, hmm, kind of expecting a bit more of an answer than that. And truth be told, often people have to sit there for a period of time going, what is it that I'm feeling? How actually am I? And if you are asked how you are and you really don't know, I think that that is quite telling. And for us to be able to maintain some awareness of how we are feeling throughout our day is in itself an important skill. And so if you are wanting to work on emotion regulation, the place that I think most of us need to start is in being better at identifying how it is that we're feeling. And especially with kids, this is the building block of being able to emotionally regulate is what is it that you're feeling? What's going on for you? I still laugh that... um, Back at a kindy drop-off with my eldest boy, he went up to the teacher. Uh, It was kind of early in the day at kindy, lots of parents still around, and he went up to the teacher and said that he was feeling mildly frustrated. And a lot of the other parents had a little bit of a chuckle at that, and so did the teacher. And uh, she turned to the other parents and said, "Um, spot the counsellor's kid. Uh, But, you know, my kids, I have helped them to be able to have some really good language around their feelings and uh, asking them when I'm seeing them, when I'm observing that there are a whole lot of emotions there, I'm asking them, is it this or this? Is it a bit more this or a bit more like that? And actually, we need to get curious in a healthy way about what it is that we're feeling and getting a bit more specific around that. So if someone says to me that they're feeling low, I'm interested in what kind of low. So is it not motivated? Is it hopeless? Is it overwhelmed? Is it bogged down? Is it repressed or sad or lonely? What kind of low is it that you're feeling? So getting people to really deeply understand and explain what it is that they are feeling is uh, something I do lots in counselling and it's something we need to learn to do for ourselves. So what is it that I'm feeling? 
what exactly is it that I'm feeling? What are the shades of this feeling? Sometimes with kids, we even talk about if your feelings were a color, what would they be today? And I know that that sounds um, perhaps a a little bit, uh, you know, um, childlike, but some adults need to understand that too. So what is it, if you were to think about your feelings as a colour, what particular shade would they be? And I've actually had, when I was doing lots of counselling with kids, these colour cards. So I don't know, maybe about 100 different colours that they could choose from and then they would work, they would choose that colour and they would work backwards to describe to me what it is that they were feeling. And then adults who were terrible at identifying their emotions, I would be like, let me talk you through these colour cards I happen to use with children because I think we need to build some basic skills here. But getting specific about what it is that you're feeling. Now, I think that when it comes to the absolute basics of emotion regulation, one of the most important things that I can say is this. What am I feeling? What do I want to feel? And how am I going to get there? And fundamental behind this is the belief that we don't have to stay in any particular feeling state. We can actually move through what it is that we're feeling. So I was uh, talking to a client yesterday about this and um, said to them, you know, we need to basically work on a plan for you in this next period of time of being able to ask yourself throughout the day, what is it that you're feeling? How is it that you want to feel? And what are the activities that you might want to do to get there? Now that might be, Uh, that you are wanting to, you're feeling unmotivated, disconnected, whatever it is, that you then therefore plan, what are the activities that make me feel more motivated or that make me feel more connected to others and how am I going to integrate those activities into my day? So then that might be about picking up the phone and talking to a friend, um, going and doing something that makes you feel more connected to the world around you, going to a cafe, getting yourself in nature, making a plan for um, being able to have a bit of a deeper meaningful with a friend face to face, whatever that looks like, that you work out a plan of what kind of activities, relationships, connections, what do I do that helps me feel that feeling that I want more of? But one of the incredible skills that you can develop is this ability to identify what it is you're feeling and then ask yourself, what is it that you want to feel more of or instead of? And how might you get there? So actually being a bit practical when it comes to making those plans. Now this is absolutely not about judging our feelings, uh, labeling particular feelings as bad or negative or not acceptable, but it is about being able to observe what we're feeling and then make a plan to move through that feeling. Now, when, uh, when we're first kind of in that identifying feeling stage, sometimes it is quite important to get curious about the feeling. So is there a pattern here Why has this feeling come up or why does it keep coming up for me? Is it trying to teach me something or move me towards or away from something? Now, I'll give you some examples of what I mean there. If you're always feeling stink about your work and you're always having the same emotional responses, maybe it is time to consider 
what you're doing on the work front or how you might tweak and change that or talk to your boss about whatever it is that you're consistently experiencing on that emotional front. So if you're feeling like you're not being challenged enough and therefore you're feeling uh, not particularly motivated or if you're constantly feeling stuck or overwhelmed, it is worth being curious about the feeling that is coming up and if there is a pattern and what you might want to do to address the recurrence of that feeling. So sometimes emotion regulation is about not just the momentary response, but thinking about, hmm, there's a pattern here with this feeling and what might I want to do about it? The other consideration there can be about people. So if you always feel a certain way around a particular person and then have to do some really hard work on emotionally regulating, i.e. you've got a workmate or a friend or someone you that always you come away feeling um, overwhelmed from hanging out with that person or you come away and your mood state feels really negative, whatever it is, if there is a pattern to that feeling coming up, Don't be afraid to take emotion regulation beyond the immediate responsiveness and into thinking about the patterns of what is always going on uh, and what comes up for you in certain situations or around certain people. So getting that curiosity, curiosity is a great word to apply when it comes to our feelings. Then the other skill that we can develop is getting really refined with knowing what works for us in regulating our emotions and thinking about those patterns. So for example, for me, at the end of the week, uh, I'm thinking about Friday nights, the end of the kind of working week, the school and kindy week with my kids, um, that kind of then getting into the weekend time, I know that I often feel a bit spent. I often feel tired, my energy is a bit low, and I often go looking for rewards, uh, feeling like, you know, I want takeaways, or I want an ice cream on the couch, or whatever, I want to be really, really blobby, and actually that pattern of regulating my emotions, responding to the tiredness, responding to the feeling of being a bit flat or spent, Um, uh, I had a pattern of how I responded to that, which was vegging out. Now, there is nothing wrong with vegging out. There is nothing wrong with, um, with, you know, a Friday night routine that includes low expectations and a bit of kind of slouching around time. That is totally fine. But what I have come to recognize is that I actually can respond to those emotions in different ways that actually feel a lot more genuinely refreshing for me. So on a Friday night, I want to feel like I can let go of my week. I want to feel aware of myself and how I'm feeling. I often am looking to feel rewarded or treated in some way and to kind of pay myself back um, a bit for what I have given out across the week. So I have started doing a Friday night yoga class. Now I've been doing this for the last few months and I love it. It is a completely different answer to that vegging out state, but it puts me into the emotional state that I want more than just the emotional state that feels like all I've got energy for. Actually, it is a um, it's a beautiful like restorative yoga class. It's um, not 
uh, super physical. It's kind of like putting yourself into a pose and you're holding that for a few minutes. It's lovely, uh, relaxing, restful, lights low, um, beautiful kind of way to spend my Friday night. And I really like it. So why I'm telling you that story is sometimes we can predict our emotional state and we know the patterns of what comes up in our emotion and we can build in and automate the things that help us do really good healthy emotion regulation. I know I feel way better come eight o'clock on a Friday night when I walk out of that class. I feel way better than I would uh, going to bed um, with a belly full of junk food and having kind of, I don't know, snoozed on the couch or watched something while doom scrolling. Uh, that's actually not how I want to feel. It's it's what I feel I can reach for. Um, and what I actually honestly did for years, what was my Friday night default? But if I think about the pattern of how I was uh, feeling coming into a Friday night and what it is that I actually want, my Friday night yoga class is really working for me. So Think about building in and automating the things that help you to do emotion regulation. If you can predict your emotional state, you can predict what it is that you want to do to respond to that state in a really healthy way. The other thing I think is important to consider when it comes to emotion regulation is actually making a bit of a promise to ourselves that we will not just keep going and pushing through if we are feeling dysregulated. So dysregulated might be a word that you don't particularly understand, but what I want to propose with that is sometimes we don't necessarily know what it is that we're feeling, but we know that we're not feeling right. We know that we're feeling off. We know that we're not feeling in a good space. And sometimes we then just keep charging and doing all the things and uh, fulfilling our responsibilities to other people and keeping on going while we're feeling off, while we're not feeling all right, while we're feeling on the edge of tears or not okay in some way. And actually, I think it is really important that we can always find ways, even in a busy day, even while we've still got to parent or work or whatever that looks like, to uh, respond to ourselves in ways that work. That is about not waiting to become emotionally regulated on the weekend when you have got time for yourself. That is not about waiting to do emotion regulation when your spouse walks through the door and can finally help with the kids. You have got to find ways to do emotion regulation, even when you're busy, even when other people are counting on you. And for me, as a, a busy working parent, sometimes that looks like, well, actually this week, <laughs> what that looked like was um, on Monday, I was having a bit of a low day. And so I looked at my day and I thought about how can I still do what I need to do today? I had clients, I had meetings, I had um, work on the computer that I needed to do. How can I still do what I need to do today while looking after myself a bit better um, on the emotional front? And so I actually let myself, after I dropped the kids off at school, I let myself go and lie in bed for 10 minutes 
Um, I set an alarm just in case I fell asleep. I didn't think I was actually going to fall asleep and it wasn't really going back to bed for a nap. But I feel um, really good when I lie down. It's the best place for me to do some good deep breathing, um, for me to close my eyes and reduce that sensory input. I pulled the covers up um, so I was nice and snugly and warm for that 10 minutes and it was just a nice time to reset myself and settle. Then some of the other things I did, um, I had a phone call that I had to take. It was about 45 minutes. So before that phone call was scheduled, um, it wasn't with a client, uh, but before that phone call was scheduled, I ran the bath so that I could um, go and relax in the bath. And uh, I made sure that I didn't wriggle around in the bath too much so nobody heard my water noises. Maybe they wondered if it, was, if it was a bit echoey, but anyway, it was consistently echoey for the whole call, so at least they couldn't have thought that I was in the loo. Um, but the, the things that I did throughout that day made me, by three o'clock when I needed to be back in mum mode, made me feel so much better. I even uh, just went outside, took my laptop outside and got some sunshine. I... Uh, realized that I probably hadn't had as nourishing of a breakfast as I should have or could have had and so I ate some protein, I drank some water um, and just went back to basics and looking after myself and then instead of getting to eight o'clock at night when the kids were in bed and finally doing some things to look after myself I was actually in a good state by eight o'clock at night and I didn't need to kind of um, run myself ragged through the day and then do emotion regulation later when I had time. The thing we've got to get into is thinking about, I'm not just going to keep charging here. What can I do to regulate my emotions and look after myself um, throughout the busyness and amongst all of my life, not waiting for when circumstances are ideal or we're on our own or we're not busy or anything like that finding our routines and our patterns of how we do emotion regulation. I honestly feel when it comes to things like this, I am no different to anyone else in the emotions that I feel and what comes up for me, but I think that I have a bit of an advantage from my experience of being in this counselling world for so long um, and from even what I've journeyed through with clients has helped me to recognize and refine what I do to do good emotion regulation. Um, and I feel like I've got, I have got a bit of an advantage in that I can actually do what I need to do. I know what I need to do. I'm not trying to work it out in the moment. I'm getting well practiced at what I need to do to do good emotion regulation. That is always refining. That is never perfect etc etc but I do feel like I've got some good patterns some good ways of listening to myself and responding to myself and knowing what it is that I need to do and that really works for me the other thing that is quite powerful when it comes to emotion regulation is thinking about how we model emotion regulation to others especially to children so I actually do this all the time with my kids um, again, this is like, my kids are so far from perfect, but again, this is a little bit of a like spot the counselor's kids. My kids are pretty good with understanding their emotions and being able to communicate those to other people and communicate what it is they need. Um, and I'm really proud of them for that, actually, to be honest. So I often model my emotion regulation to other people, be that uh, workmates or my kids. So I will say something like, I'm feeling really 
whatever it is. So I'm just going to uh, whatever it is I've chosen to do or this is what I need right now. And I really try and bring other people along the journey with me. Sometimes you find if you're in sort of group situations, like I've been in um, you know, a big day of um, a board meeting and I know that actually my energy is getting low or I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed or I'm feeling a bit stuck in my head. And so I might say, um, hey, I'm going to, you know, take this wrap or whatever it is that we're having for lunch. Um, I'm going to take this um, and um, have a bit of a walk around the block for some fresh air and just to clear my head. It's, you know, woof, feeling a bit overwhelmed. And lo and behold, someone will say, um, me too, I'll come with you. And I actually really like that. So if I want to do it by myself, I won't tell people what I'm doing. I'll just um, say, you know, excuse me, I'm just going to have some time out if I know that I need some more introverted time. But think about actually bringing other people along the ride with you. I've even talked with people who have been uh, in really busy workplace situations about how they bring other people along for the journey with them um, and their emotion regulation and how they're trying to do micro relaxation throughout the day. The chances are that your workmates in their office need that too or the people in that meeting with you or wherever it is. Um, especially sometimes if we're looking at doing something uh, where we've, you know, our people energy is particularly being spent and we're needing to do something to um, have a state change. So moving our body in a different way, um, getting up from our desks or walking, moving, lying down. I have had clients who have uh, got into a habit a couple of times a week of doing a little um body scan or meditation session, booking a meeting room in their office and doing that with a handful of workmates where they're actually lying down, they're putting an eye mask or something over their eyes and they're having this little 10 minute session together. And I love that because then you get some positive peer pressure that builds other people to come along the journey with you and whatever you're doing on the emotion regulation front. And um, if we bring other people with us, it is so much more likely that, um, that these new habits we're building for ourselves stick too. And I particularly love with kids being able to uh, help them to recognize what it is that they need. And if we're commentating on what we're doing for our own emotional regulation that really helps to serve our kids well so that's some thoughts on emotion regulation uh, there's probably a lot more that I could say and what I'm going to do is just encourage you that if you've got more questions about this really encourage you to reach out and ask those questions I'm really happy to build those into another podcast and responding to those but just a recap of some of the things I've talked about today now I have to remember <laughs> so emotion regulation is about talking ourselves into a different emotional state recognizing how we're feeling and moving towards the feeling that we want more of so what am I feeling what do I want to feel and how am I going to get there? Thinking about our feelings like as colors and getting quite specific about what it is um, that we're feeling, not just low or not just elevated or whatever it is, but thinking specifically, what is it that I'm feeling right now? Uh, making sure that we don't feel sentenced to our feelings, we don't feel stuck in them, accepting them, being curious about them, considering why they've come up, but also being able to honor ourselves and move through those feelings when we need to. 
knowing what works for you to regulate your emotions, thinking about the patterns and thinking about building or automating some of our things that we do for good healthy emotion regulation um, if we know that we feel particular ways at particular times and then considering how we model emotional regulation to other people, uh, teaching other people uh, to respond well to their own emotions too along the way, particularly helpful for kids. They are some thoughts on emotion regulation. I know that in counselling sessions, uh, this is something that uh, takes a lot of work, takes a lot of clients noticing what they're doing. But one of the things that you can do is have a bit of a play and a practice in this space. Uh, try and have, you know, two or three days where you're asking yourself a few times during the day, what is it that I'm feeling? How am I going to respond to this? And see what that feels like. Or pick a day of the week to try and be more intentional about this. Sometimes we're just not specific enough when it comes to um, trying to learn to do something differently. So instead of just expecting yourself to do good emotion regulation all the time, why don't you think about making a specific goal with this? So that might be um, on a Friday, I'm going to try and do this uh, good emotion regulation. Or when I get home from work, I'm going to try and consider what it is that I'm feeling and how I want to respond to those feelings. But uh, it could be a good opportunity to make a more specific goal for yourself and what you want to do, uh, where you want to start in thinking about emotion regulation. So there we have it. Episode 7, Done and Dusted, Emotion Regulation 101. If you want 201 and you've got specific questions, don't forget to send them to me. I'm really happy to answer those. hope there's some helpful content in there for you. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love to connect, so feel free to find me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe so you can see when the next podcast episode is out. See you next time.